I said, how many is glad to be in the house of Almighty God? Uh, ain't you glad to know that it was time to enter into the house of God this evening? Amen. If you have your Bibles this evening, I want to turn your attention to the book of Acts chapter 9. Acts chapter 9 and verse 6. Acts chapter 9 and verse 6. I want to read one passage of scripture right here. I'm going to be something, let me tell you real quickly. When you truly encounter the Lord, your life will change. Amen? When God truly gets a hold of you, your perspective will be different. Amen. I want to read to you Acts 9 and verse 6 right here. And he trembling and astonished said, Lord, what will thou have me to do? And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the city, and it shall be told thee what thou must do. I want to read that again. And he trembling and astonished uh, said, Lord, what will they have me to do? And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the city, and it shall be told thee what thou must do. Uh, notice the what when G Paul and G Jesus had an encounter with Saul at the time, who we know as Paul. Notice the words he said, Lord. What will thou have me to do? Uh, and that's what I simply want to speak on this evening. Uh, Lord, what will thou have me to do? Uh, Heavenly Father, we come before you this evening, Lord, and we lift you up, dear God. Uh, tonight we just praise you, dear God, and we just exalt you, dear God. Uh, and we just thank you, Lord, for this night, dear God. Uh, Lord, I ask for your anointing, dear God, to flow into service, Lord. Uh, I ask for your spirit to flow into service house, oh God. Uh, Lord, give me the words you would have me to speak, oh God, tonight, Father, Lord. Uh, Lord, this evening, Lord, we just pray, Father, for your hand, dear God, uh, and pray for your anointing, dear God, tonight, Lord. Uh, Lord, we just give you glory, dear God, and we give you praise and honor for it all. Uh, in Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Uh, and a true encounter with the Lord uh, will change one's life. Uh, it will change change one's direction it will change one's perspective and it will change one's priorities here in Acts chapter 9 we one can see that on the Damascus road the Lord if you will got a hold of Saul he would arrest Saul if you will and who would we become known as Paul in fact Paul alluded to this in Philippians 3 and 12 not as though had I already attained, either were already perfect. But I follow after it that I may apprehend that which I also am apprehended of Christ Jesus. Think about that word apprehended. That word apprehended is from the Greek word that is translated attained, but with a prefix which it means in the local force down, if you will. 
Paul was in essence saying uh, that Christ caught him. Uh, Christ arrested him. Uh, and Christ made him his own. Uh, what are you saying tonight? Uh, I'm telling you right here that when Jesus got a hold uh, of the apostle uh, that saw right here uh, that God had a purpose uh, for the life of Paul. Uh, that Jesus saved Paul uh, for a purpose. Uh, that Jesus saved Paul for a reason this evening. Uh, can I tell you tonight uh, on this encounter the very words uh, that Saul right there would say unto this Lord. Uh, the one that he had persecuted. Uh, the one that he had fought so hard against. Uh, but right here in Acts chapter 9 and verse 6 uh, the word was said right here. Lord Saul said Lord what will thou have me to do? And I'm telling you right there, you can see a change in the direction of the Saul who would become as Paul. Can I tell you what Paul, Saul was doing, or Paul, however name you ever want to call him? He was surrendering his will right here to Christ. His will was not, it was not of his own no more. No longer was it going to be about him. No longer was it going to be about his life purposes. No longer was it going to be about his direction. But now this persecutor of the church, this great apostle, he would live for one purpose. He would live to serve Jesus Christ. After all, how many know that this apostle said, for me to live is Christ and for me to die is gain. In other words, he said, "My life, he said for me to die, it would be benefit me to go on to be with the Lord. But if I'm going to continue here on this earth, if I'm going to live, my purpose of living is for the cause of Jesus Christ. Can I tell you this evening that we got a cause this evening. We've got a reason this evening. We've got a purpose this evening. That purpose tonight is to live for the Lord Jesus. Jesus Christ. That purpose tonight on this earth is to serve Christ and to be about his business. How many know today that you were born again? That was the day that you were truly surrendered to God. That was the day that you needed to submit and yield yourself to God. In Romans 6 verses 3 and 4, he said, Know you not that so many of us were baptized unto Jesus Christ? were baptized unto his death. Therefore we are buried with him by baptism unto the death. That like Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should also walk in the newness of life. Can I tell you what Romans 6 was pointing out? The day that we go down, the day that we ask have Christ come in our life is the day that we die. Is the day that we submit. Is the day that we surrender ourselves unto the Lord. And when we come up, and let me tell you, we come up with a newness of life. We come up with a new perspective, a new outlook, a new direction, if you will. But that's not what I want to speak on this evening. I want to speak on this evening that if we're going to get to the place that God wants us to get to 
if we're going to be the church that God intends for the church to be if you're going to be the body that Christ wants you to be that one must begin to yield their self unto the Lord that one must begin to die even more every day to their self and begin to submit to God more and more every day can I tell you you can die to your you got to die to yourself every day can I look when we begin to see this scripture we begin to see the life of Saul who would become Paul we see that when he had an encounter with Jesus of Nazareth when he had an encounter with the king of kings and the lord of lords at that very point his life would never be the same and listen what are you getting at tonight preacher I'm telling you tonight that Paul was a man who yielded his life to the Lord I'm telling you Paul was a man who was submitted to God I'm telling you tonight that Paul was a man who was dead to himself but the life that he lived he lived by faith in the son of God and what are you getting at tonight preacher I'm telling you tonight if we're going we it's time for the body of Christ it is time for the church of God to get yielded to the Lord again if we want to see God do great things if we want to see God do the miraculous if we want to see God an outpouring of the spirit can I tell you tonight it's time that we begin to yield to God what do you mean by the word yield tonight I'm talking about it's time that we surrender I'm talking about it's time that we submit unto the Lord when Paul said what will they have me to do can I tell you that he was submitting unto God he was surrendering his life unto God it was no longer about him but he said my purpose from this very essence is to be in your service I'm your I'm your slave I work for you oh God the life that I live is for you tonight what are you getting at preacher I'm telling you tonight there's some that still are trying to live for their self there's some that still ain't yielding unto God and submitting unto God and I'm telling you if you want to go to where God wants you to go if you want to see the miraculous begin to take place in your life if you want to see the glory of God if you want to see what great things God has got in store for you can I tell you tonight that you're going to have to submit yourself you're going to have to surrender yourself unto the king of kings and the lord of lords you're going to have to get the attitude out of your head it's about you you're going to have to quit living for yourself one's going to have to quit living for their flesh and they're going to have to surrender their self unto the king of kings and the lord of lords until you get to the point of surrender you will not see God's miraculous power in your life amen hello we don't like that word submit some people don't like that word submit but if you're going to get anywhere with God you're going to have to submit amen amen Hello, 
You people say, I don't submit to nobody. Well, you got a rebellious attitude. I ain't submitting to you. Well, you'll find, <laughs> listen, listen <laughs> put it like this. You're going to submit to somebody. Amen. How many know if you don't submit to your boss, man, you ain't going to have a job long. You're going to do what he tells you to do. If you don't, guess what? You're out the door. How many know the Bible says we got to submit to God? In fact, the Bible even tells us that we can resist the devil. If we submit ourselves to God and resist the devil, he will, the devil will flee. See, the Bible talks about submission. It talks about yielding ourselves to God. It talks about surrendering our desires, our wants, our things to him, what he wants, his desires. Let me tell you right here in Acts 9 and 6, Paul didn't say, what do I want to do? Paul didn't say, what would somebody else have me to do? Paul didn't say, this, what would the Sanhedrin or the Pharisees would have me to do? No, he asked the Lord right here, what will thou have me to do? He asked the Lord Jesus, what will you have me to do? In essence, right here, Paul was at the point of submission to God. God. He was yielding his life to God. You see, too many today don't want to say to the Lord, what will you have me to do? Instead, they want to tell the Lord what they would have them him to do. Do you hear what I'm telling you? Can I tell you that's not biblical? You can't tell the Lord what you would have him to do. You need to ask the Lord tonight, what will he have you to do? Can I tell you tonight that God has something for each and every one in here to do. Can I tell you tonight that God had a plan for Saul's life. He had a plan for the great enemies of the church's life. Can I tell you what our problem is? In this last day, we don't want to submit to God. We don't want to ask the Lord what he will have us to do. We want to tell the Lord what he would do. What we want him to do. If I were to ask you tonight, let me say how many in here want the will of God in their life? Hello, how many in here want the will of God? Now, how many in here would want the will of God when it goes contrary to what you want? Can I tell you many times the will of God goes contrary to what you want tonight? Amen? Can I tell you many times the will of God goes contrary to your desires and to your appointment, what you desire? But yet people say they want the will of God, but when it comes right down to it, when God puts his will, out there they're looking like this God this ain't your will this ain't your will what I want is your will let me tell you Paul didn't argue about it he just said what will you have me to do in essence he said what you tell me to do then that's what I'll do that's what I'm talking about submitting yourself to God that's what I'm talking about yielding yourself to God and say God here I am God here am I God, here am I available for you to use me. Amen. But let me tell you tonight, there are too many that are wanting to save their life. They're wanting their way. They're wanting to live for their self. 
In fact, Luke 17 and 33 tells us, Whosoever shall seek to save his life shall lose it. And whosoever shall lose his life shall preserve it. Remember in Luke 17 and 33, 32, right before Jesus said those words, Jesus said right above that in Luke 17 and 32, he said three little words. He said, remember Lot's Wife, did you hear me? Three little words right there, but that carries a big word that carries a whole lot of ground right there. Those three words covers a lot of ground right there. Then in verse 33, he talked about saving and losing your life, and those who will lose it shall save it. How many know that God had brought Lot and his family out? The command was not to turn back and not to look back, or you would be turned into a pillar or assault. Uh, let me tell you what happened. Uh, along the way after coming back, uh, old Lot's wife had a second look. Uh, she looked back and turned unto the judgment of God. Uh, the problem is she didn't want to really leave Sodom. Uh, did you hear what I'm telling you? Uh, you could take her out of Sodom, uh, but the Sodom was still inside of her. Uh, she had not fully yielded uh, to the command of God. Uh, she had not fully uh, yielded. Uh, she was still seeking to save her life she was looking back on her life that was in Sodom I've come by to tell you tonight you ain't need to be looking back this evening you don't need to be looking back from where you came out of you don't need to be looking back where God brought you out of can I tell you I ain't pressing back I'm not looking back but I got to press forward I've got to reach forward because as long as I'm looking back I can't move forward do you hear me as long as I'm reaching back looking back I can't reach forth unto those things unto the prize and the high calling of almighty God oh I'm telling you it's time for us to quit looking back on yesterday in the world that we came out of and it's time we start pressing forward and start looking forward and say the life that I never I live. I live by the faith of the Son of God because I am crucified with Christ. It's not about what I want, but I have died with Him. I've been resurrected in the newness of life with Him tonight. Hey Amen. I'm preaching better. You're shouting. Some of you already got the snow on your mind. 24 inches. I don't know if we'll get that or not. But listen, we don't want to submit to God. We want to save our life. We want to live, continue to live for ourselves. Amen? That ain't losing your life. You see, when, when you have an encounter with God and Jesus really gets a hold of you, you will say the words that Paul said, Lord, what will you have me to do? Amen? What will you have me to do? Oh, we'll get there here in a little bit. Are we going to talk about getting rid of your life? Can I tell you what the church is so full of? Self. Amen. Amen. People are so full of self. They're not full of Christ. Amen. 
I like a little thing I read. I want to be so full of Christ when a mosquito bites me. It says there's power in the blood. Amen. Amen. But we're so full of self. The church has become so full of self. And we want to know why God ain't working. We want to know why God ain't moving. You're going to have to get the self out of the way. And you're going to have to yield yourself to God and submit yourself unto God. Amen. Hello. Hello. Can I tell you, God, to get the self out of you. It took, it took God... God had to put Moses in the wilderness for 40 years. Can I tell you why God put Moses in the wilderness for 40 years? Because it took 40 years to get the Moses out of Moses. Amen. He had to get him to a place where he was broken. He had to get him to a place where he was submitted unto the God. Hello. We're so full of self. We're so full of what, look, me, myself, and I. And we forget where that word I come from. Can I tell you something about I? It originated with Lucifer. Amen. Let's think about it. I will, I will, I will exalt, I will be like, I will overthrow God. You can keep going through there. Amen. This walk's not about you. Hello. This life is not about you. Did you hear me? This life as we live, if you're born again, is about Jesus Christ this evening. Hello, and if you don't have Jesus Christ, and let me tell you, life ain't worth living without Jesus Christ. Hello. I'd hate to leave this world without Christ. I'm going to say this right now. I had another cousin to pass away down in North Carolina. As far as I know, last words I heard, he didn't want nothing to do with God and didn't believe in God. I said, if something didn't happen, I said, the very moment he took his last breath, hello, hello, found out. Life is short. Life is short. And the life I do have, I live for Christ. Hello. I'm just going to tell you, I'm 41. I feel like 20 sometimes. Amen. Hey, man, let's try this. I feel like I'm 20 sometimes. <laughs> Hello. But the 40, the rest, of, I made myself determined that the life I live, I'm living for Christ. Amen. I'm not living for silver or gold. I'm living for Christ. Amen. Until he takes me home. I got one thing in mind is to live for Christ. Amen. To be submitted to Christ and be surrendered to Christ. Because let me tell you, this what I'm doing here tonight ain't about Jimmy Dellinger. Amen. I don't jump and I don't move around just to bring attention to myself. Why do you, how do you, why do you move so much? I, well, if you got a hold of what I got a hold of, you'll be moving too. Amen. Listen, what I'm telling you tonight, I'm telling you what it's about is about Christ this evening. My life is about Christ. Your life is to be about Christ. Your life ought to be surrendered to Christ this evening. And you need to be saying, Lord, what will you have me to do? What will you have me to do? But self has filled this house. Self has filled the church. And in fact, we even go on where Jesus give even more examples. I'm going to quote two of them. 
from Luke chapter 9, verses 59 through 62. And he said unto another, Follow me. But he said, Lord, suffer me first to go and bury my father. Jesus said unto him that the dead bury the dead. But, but go thou and preach the kingdom of God. And another said, I will follow thee. But let me first go and bid them farewell, which are at home in my house. And Jesus said unto him, No man, having put his hand to the plow and looking back, is fit for the kingdom of God. Oh, this goes back to Lot's wife. When you're, let me tell you what happens many times. And people don't even realize it many times. This is what's happened to them. Oh, they can start out doing right. But all of a sudden, they get their hands to the plow. This man's hands were on the plow. But he started taking his hands off the plow and began to look back. Amen. Begin to look back like Lot's wife. Hello. And Jesus said, if you put your hands to the plow and take your hands off the plow and you begin to look back, you're not fit for the kingdom of God. What he was saying, let me tell you. Yes, I know we got funerals to do. Yes, I know we got family to attend to. And what he was saying right there is that he takes priority over all things. Amen. I know we got a life to live. Amen. Hello. I know we got things to do. But Jesus said your first my mission, your first priority is preaching the kingdom of God. Amen. Hello. Putting Christ first. Listen. But priority. We got to get our priorities in order. And when we got a life that is truly surrendered to God, let me tell you right now what happened. Your priorities will be in order. When somebody's life is truly submitted to God and yielded to God, let me tell you what happened. You'll be dedicated to God more than extracurricularly activities. Can I preach for a little bit? Amen. Amen. Oh, I'm going to say this. I know season's coming in. Can I say this? When you're really submitted to God, you'll think more about God than deer hunting. If you'll put God first, you'll probably get a trophy. <laughs> Buck this year. Hello? Let me tell you. When, God, when you're really submitted to God, He'll be more important to you then a ball game. Did I hear it? Am I preaching better than you're shouting tonight? I'm telling you tonight. And when you really get submitted to God, amen. He'll be more important to you than a dinner. Amen. What are you getting at? When you, when it's all simple. When you begin to get yourself submitted to God and dedicated and yielded to God, your priorities will be in line. Oh, I'm going to tell you. I'm not talking about those that are sick. But I'm going to talk a, bit, a little bit. It don't take long to find out where someone's priorities are. Amen. If you was here Sunday night, I brought it up. 
how the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaking, what's in comes out. Amen. Amen. Why is it the house of God gets neglected? The things of God gets neglected. Your walk with God gets neglected. But boy, oh boy, Facebook gonna find, you gonna check out that phone, see what kind of messages you got. Oh boy, oh boy, I got to run to get to the teeth. Amen. Amen. Oh, some of you say I got to go see what my favorite soap opera done today. Hello. Hello, day, days of her life. Well, let me tell you, if you'll put Jesus right there, he'll be your guiding light in, the day, all the, in all the days of your life. Hello. Let me tell you, some people need to put Jesus as their guiding light where he can be in the days of their life. Amen. Hello, I like it. It just hit me right there. Amen. And your world will surely turn right then. Amen. Hey, what I'm telling you this evening is when we begin to say, Oh, God, what will you have me to do? We're laying ourselves down. We're laying ourselves down to him and say, It ain't about what my life ain't about myself, but the life that I now live. I live because of you. I live by the faith in you. You are my purpose. You are my driving force. You are the reason that I'm going forth. You're the reason that I do what I got to do. You are my priority this evening. Hey, man, I think we got that first point out of the way. See, well, let me tell you something. Jesus, had, oh, God had a plan for Saul. How many know he was a persecutor? How many know he despised Christianity? Uh-oh. I want to say something. You know what? Instead of praying lightning to strike some of our enemies, we need to be praying God get a hold of them. Because I'm going to tell you, Acts 9 is a good example of how God can turn an enemy into an ally. Amen? 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 What are you saying tonight, preacher? I'm telling you, old Saul of Tarsus, he had it against the early church. He didn't like it. He thought he was doing God a service. Hello? He thought he was doing God a service by persecuting them, putting them to death and considering. In fact, we know he consented unto the death of Stephen. Earlier, we know what Stephen said. Lay no charge to him right there. But let me tell you, he didn't know that the little blood bit over as he was going to go for more Christians on that road. He would meet Jesus of Nazareth. He would meet the one he truly persecuted. Let me tell you, when he got a hold of him, and he said, Lord, what will you have me to do? Let me tell you, Jesus said to him, Arise and go into the city, and it shall be told to thee what thou must do. Let me tell you what it tells us. Let me tell you that God... It told me right there when Jesus told him to go into the city, it told me that Jesus Christ had a plan for Saul. Let me tell you what would have to happen right there in that plan that God had for that Saul, Atars, that plan that God had for that persecutor, that plan that God had for that one that consented and put many Christians to death, what God had in store for him would change the course of the world. Did you hear me? Did you hear what I'm telling you? How God could take an take a enemy of the church, an ally of Satan, and turn him 
him into the I'll put it one of the Christian's greatest allies what are you saying right there first of all let me tell you the brightness of Christ when he encountered Christ he was blinded he would have to go get prayed for to get his sight back and Paul would get baptized with the Holy Ghost how many know that then that's where we go and let me tell you when he went to the city and got told what he was doing he received his sight we can read it through Acts just a survey he received the baptism of the Holy Ghost but God said I got something for Paul he said Paul let me tell you that God would use this great persecutor the one who kicked against him the one who persecuted against him the one who put many of his saints to death and listen and was on his way to do more but God said on this day you're going to be a witness unto Israel and unto the Gentiles in fact in fact let me tell you how many has got a copy of the New Testament this evening when you look at that New Testament can I tell you who pinned down half of that it was Paul the great persecutor of the church the one that Jesus he one that Jesus got a hold of the one that, that said what wanted to know what will you have me to do well let me tell you let me tell you what Jesus would have him to do he would have him to carry the gospel he would have him to pin down the gospel he would have him to proclaim the word of God even many times he was behind jail cell walls but he was still pinning down the word of God what are you getting at I'm telling you tonight that God has a work for you. But too many people ain't asking God what they want them to do. Amen. Hello. I'm going I'm to go ahead and get this out of the way and I'm going to quote this along. I'll say it a little different at the end. Some of you think your job's warming the pew. Amen. Some of you think your job's just warming the pew. Somebody, somebody, somebody needs to stand up and say, it ain't my job to warm the pew. My job's to go into the world. Amen. My job's to be involved. Amen. Hello. Let me tell you, God is looking for people who is yielding and who is obedient to him. When you begin to yield and you... <coughs> and you begin to yield to God, one will begin to see the wonderful plan that God has had for their life. He tell you, when you begin to see the Lord instead of yourself, let me tell you, 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 let me tell you what you'll say. You'll ask the Lord, what will you have me to do? Oh, you want some more scripture to back this up? Well, let me tell you, when, the, when Isaiah had an encounter with the Lord, the Lord said, whom shall we send? And Isaiah said, here am I, O Lord, send me. What it boils down to is, here were some people that were submitted to God. Here were some people who had yielded to God. Hello. Oh, I'm going to say this. Oh, we'll yield to God when everything's going good. Amen. But ministry needs to go on even when you don't feel good. Even when things are going wrong. 
even when there's persecution that has arisen. Let me tell you right now, the moment you surrender yourself to God, let me tell you the preacher ain't going to have to stand up here and beg you to do anything. Hello? Hello? I'm going to say it right now. I'm going to, can I preach? Too many believers are in active service. You know what? Something else going on. Somebody else. I want to tell you what your problem is if you got that somebody else's attitude. You've got religion and you've never fully submitted yourself to God. Throw the rocks. He's ready to hear to throw them back. <laughs> Amen. Because I, you can prove it. When they had a good, when you read it, they dropped everything to follow Jesus. Amen. They left businesses to follow Jesus. Amen. They left the fishing business to follow Jesus. Luke was a doctor. Followed Jesus. Amen. You read about the disciples to follow Jesus. And today, in this day, we want Jesus to follow us. Here I am, Lord. That ain't how it's supposed to be. It's time to submit yourself to God. And it's time to yield yourself to God. And ask the Lord, what will you have me to do? Let me tell you. I'm going to just tell you right here. Ministry should not be just proceeding from the pulpit. But ministry should be proceeding from the pews tonight. Ministry should be proceeding from the pews. Let me tell you, if you got a ministry, you don't need to become slack or indifferent. Hey, man, I ain't got time to become slack or indifferent. Let me tell you, there's times I wish, sometimes I feel, don't even feel, sometimes I don't feel like it, but I do it anyway. Hey, man, there's sometimes I'd like to just sit there and do something else instead of getting to, and just sit there and put sermons together out couple days a week I can't tell you how long it takes me sometimes I'm up late at night working on them but I can tell you this but it's got to be done anyway let me tell you I can't get slack you can't get slack Amen. And I'm telling you, when we yield ourselves to God, we'll see the bigger picture out of it. Let me tell you, and let me tell you, when we get a, when we begin to yield and we begin to submit ourselves to God, we will find laborers in the harvest field. When the saints of God begin to submit to God, they ain't gonna be begged to be in the field. They're gonna be in the field. Did you hear me? They're gonna be out there field. And by the way, let me remind you, Jesus never said to pray for for the harvest. Woo. Hey, how many know that Jesus never said to pray for the harvest? Amen. What did he say to pray for? You know what he was saying? Pray for the labors. Can I put this in Jimmy terms? Can I put this in some good old southern accent? He was pretty much saying pray for some of these people that Let me put this in a nicer way. Get, pray for some of these people to get off their lazy tail and get to work. Amen. Amen. Because they ain't in the field. Why do you think Jesus said to pray for the labors? So the Lord would send labors into the field. The harvest is there. The har- he even said the harvest was plenteous. Amen. Let me tell you something about the harvest. 
Not all harvest is ready to be, to be brought in yet, but there are some. You say, well, you have to hear people say, I know a lot of people may not want to hear it because they may not be ready, but you're watering and you're planting a seed for that harvest. That don't mean you stop. One don't want it. They may be a nut and you come. This ready to be reaped. Amen. It's ready to be harvested. Amen. What I'm saying tonight, it's time for the saints of God to get quit warming the pews. And it's time for the saints of God to get in the field. Some of you need to say, Lord, what will you have me to do? Amen. What will you have me to do? Listen, we miss it. We don't want to submit to God. I'm convinced people were really yielded. We would have an axe experience. Think about how a few, look in that book of Acts and look how a few turned into a multitude today. Look how it multiplied because they were in the field. They had, they were submitted to God. They were willing to die for the cause of Jesus. <coughs> Can I say something real quick? If you won't lay, if you won't lay something small and insignificant down, don't tell me in the, the, this life here. Don't tell me you will literally die for it. Amen. 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 Hello. You won't. If you won't go to jail for him, you won't die for him. Hold on. Let me say this. And if you won't come to church, you surely won't go to jail for him. Amen. <coughs> no, I'm talking about being submissive to God, yielding yourself to God. Let me tell you, Paul would stir. He wanted to be used by the Lord. Why do you think, said, what will you have me to do? And let me tell you that God would use him for his glory. Let me tell you why people ain't stirred tonight. It goes back to what I've been saying. Because they're not fully submitted to God. They've not fully yielded their life to God. They've not fully laid it down yet to Him. But the very moment you come to a place of yieldness, in the very moment you come to a place of brokenness, let me tell you what you will cry out. You will cry, oh Lord, what will you have me to do? Let me tell you, sometimes God's got to break you in order to get you to yield to Him. Did you hear me? Oh, look at Oh, can I give you something real quick? Some of you may not believe this, but some I was stubborn as a billy goat one time. Hey man, still am in certain ways. I wasn't gonna preach for nothing. Hey man, I know what he was calling me. I run. <laughs> and Lord don't even call me the pastor because that's out of the question. <laughs> if you see where I'm at tonight. But he had to break me order to get me to where I'm at tonight. He had to break me in order to get me where I would yield myself to say, Lord, what will you have me to do? Amen. Man, I could try to run one way or I could try to run to another. But let me tell you, everywhere I run, I found I couldn't outrun God. Amen. He was standing there ready for me to run into a brick wall. If I'd go another way, he'd be there. 
me tell you the very moment you begin to yield yourself to God me tell you what will begin to happen ministry will begin to happen amen let me tell you I won't have to come and ask you nothing you will come and say I'll pray Lord will you Lord will you let me I'm praying about doing this ministry you will have a harvest to be into the labor fields either witnessing he's got a work for you he has saved you to a task he has saved you to be a bond servant of his and the question tonight is are you willing to yield yourself to God are you willing to yield yourself to the Lord and let me tell you something sometimes you got to learn to be a servant before you can be in leadership amen amen Amen. Preachers just don't jump into the pulpit. Don't work like that. I've always tell people, if you can't preach in the nursing home, you have no business preaching in a pulpit. That goes for many active ministry. I don't care what it is. If you can't go play in a nursing home, retirement center, or whatever, or in a hospital, they asked you to. You have no business to being on stage. Hello? That's my philosophy of it. <laughs> I'll preach anywhere. They open the door for me. You got some dogs you want me to preach to? Bring them on. But I'm telling you the truth. It's about servanthood. Because I've known preachers that won't preach nowhere like that. What business do you got being behind this sacred desk? If you won't speak the word to where the sick and the elderly are. Amen. Hello. Am I right on that? We got. To, and let me tell you, when you begin to yield to God, you won't have a problem going to a nursing home. You won't have a problem going to a hospital and preaching or doing what he's called you to do. Let me tell you. You can get so yielded to God that Christ's virtue will literally flow from you. Oh, I'm going to preach here for a little bit. Amen. Oh, we want God's glory to flow from us. But how many is willing to pay the price? Amen. In Acts 19 and 11 and 12, the Bible says God wrought special miracles by the hand of Paul so that from his body were brought unto the sick handkerchiefs or aprons, and the diseases departed from them, and evil spirits went out of them. They laid the sick in the street at a point, hoping the shadow of Peter would pass by, that he, they could catch a glance and it would be healed. Let me tell you what I'm talking about right there. I'm talking about, let me tell you, we send out the prayer cloths. Can I tell you right now, there ain't no power in that cloth. It's not about that cloth. It's just a point of contact that prayer was made from for them. Amen? Amen? Oh, I believe in sending them out, but we need to understand it ain't in the cloth. It's in God Almighty. Can I tell you, you can get so, you can yield yourself so close to God that when you can walk by, that your shadow could be so anointed and the sick be healed. Amen? 
Let me tell you right now, Paul had the anointing. He had the virtue power of Christ that was flowing through him. Why did he have that? Because he was yielded and he was submitted and he was in Christ. Did you hear me? He had submitted himself to Christ. Oh, we think about it. Oh, we want it. We want that. The problem is today, many people are not stirred up to do the work of God, more or less to pay the price of it. And let me tell you about another condition that's going on. Sister Marcy, you can get ready to come. There are many that talk about and dream about it. Oh, I want you to use me, oh God. Any Listen, oh, I want you to use me, oh God. I want you to use me, oh God. Oh, I'd like to be used like the disciples. I'd like to be used like these and that. Can I tell you, you can. The problem ain't with God. It's the problem is people don't want to pay the price to get that anointing on you like they had. Oh, well, dreamers, but we don't want to act on it. Amen. We're dreaming, but we don't want to get up and go with it. Hello. We don't want to pay the price for it. We don't want to have to go through what they went through to get there. How many want the anointing on their life? And you better be careful when you answer this. How many want the anointing on their life? Ask yourself at the night. Well, you better get ready to get crushed. Because that's how the anointing is produced. Amen. Amen. That's how it is produced. It's through crushing. Through brokenness. Amen. Amen. Let me tell you. I wasn't this kind of... I ain't going, I'm going to use myself for something. When I first started preaching, I wasn't this long-winded. I had to rely on things. I used to have everything written out. Now I just got a few notes I use. I wasn't like I was today. Back I was then. Yeah, the anointing was grow, but I grow in the anointing. But every time I growed under the anointing, there would be a brokenness. That I'd had to go through. That had to be a crushing you'd have to go through. People say they want the anointing of God. You can't not have the anointing without being broken. Amen. Without being crushed. You're going to have to go through some things to get there. It's not easy. But it's well worth it. We want God to move in our lives. But we're not stirred enough to get down before God. Let me tell you, some people ain't stirred enough to pray 10 minutes a day. Some people ain't stirred enough to read one chapter a day. Don't tell me you're willing to pay the price to be broken before God and to be yielded before Him to get that anointing on you. Get ready to play everyone standing in here. Listen tonight, church. What will you have me to do? I'm going to tell you, you hear this statement strong tonight. God is not using bench warmers. God is not using pew warmers, if you will. He will only use those that are on the field. He will only use those that want to be on the field. Amen. He ain't going to put you in there if you don't want to go in. How many tonight would say, I want to ask the Lord, what will you have me to do tonight? 
I don't want to sit on the pew no more. I want you to use me tonight. How many would ask the Lord that question? What will you have me to do this evening? What will you have me to do this evening? What will you have me to do tonight? In Jesus' name. What will you have me to do? Stir me to answer that question. What will you have me to do?